Welcome to To Every Generation, the broadcast ministry of Calvary Chapel Crossfields, located in Jamesburg, New Jersey, where we teach through the entire Bible, verse by verse, and make application to every generation so we can grow in our relationship with God. Uh, tonight, I will be teaching on the Apostle Andrew. Andrew um, was born in Bethsaida on the Sea of Galilee, and his brother was uh, Simon Peter. And one of the places uh, this is found is in Matthew chapter 4, ver verses 18 through 20. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter, and Andrew his brother casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. So the second thing is that he was a fisherman as his brother Peter. And as I pointed out when I taught on Peter, notice when Jesus asked them, to come, they didn't hesitate. They immediately left. And they left everything behind. But here I want us to try to put ourselves in their place. Why do you think they had no problem leaving and leaving everything behind? If that was me, what would it take for me to just pick up and leave? to leave everything behind. Well, we are currently, I don't know, some people may know, mo most people know, but not everybody. Um, we are in the process of selling our home and we did just finally find out it's sold. And we're moving out with my mother-in-law. And I must say, because this house that we bought originally, we bought it from a bank and it was a mess. There was about 17 dogs in the house. So you can imagine the shape it was in when we originally bought it. But my wife and I, the kids, family, friends, all chipped in and really did a lot of work in this place, and it's adorable. It took us, and this is a God moment, three weeks to sell it. And it was for sale by owner. And that was supposedly by the, re um, the real estate agents that was unheard of but we serve a big God. But I must say, at first I was very hesitant to pick up and leave our home. You know, it was mine and Rose's first house together, and as I said, we bought it from a bank, and we did a lot of work in it. We put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into this home. But after praying and God speaking to me, he reminded me of what was most important. Of the real goal in trusting that he had our backs. Also reminding me that he wants us to take care of the widows. And having someone else to care for, I know, at times, will have its challenges. 
but the benefits of being obedient to God and the blessings which come with it far outweighs those challenges. The memories we will have and the close relationship which has already been developing between my mother-in-law and I has been great. So getting back to them, you know, Andrew and Peter, just leaving with Jesus, for one, I wouldn't have just left with anyone. For one, I would have had to know the person I was leaving with and to know them very well. And two, I really have to trust and believe in this person. I would really have to believe in what purpose for which I was leaving. It would have taken a lot for me to leave my livelihood behind, to leave my father behind. He must have known and believed in Jesus in such a way and had tr- and trust in, in a good way to have just left everything behind. Question for you. What might there be in your life right now that God may be asking you to do or give up? But for whatever reason, you are saying no. Or you're coming up with every excuse to put it off. First thing you should try to do is find out what may your Christian friends may think about your decision. Proverbs 15.22 says, Without counsel, plans fail. But with many advisors, they succeed. There has been times Rose and I had to go to Pastor Joe and Heather for advice and prayer. And remember this, anytime we are not obedient, we miss out on being a blessing and seeing the blessings. Now let's turn to John 1, 35 through 40. Again, that's John 1, 35 through 40. Again, the next day, John stood with two of his disciples. And looking at Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him speak. And they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned and seeing them following said to them, What do you seek? They said to him, Rabbi, which is translated teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. They came and saw where he was staying and remained with him that day. Now it was about the tenth hour. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. Why do you think 
they cared where Jesus was staying. I see it as they couldn't get enough of him. Also, maybe they wanted him to stay with them because they wanted to spend as much time with Jesus as they could. To learn and absorb as much as they could from him. And one of them being Andrew. They had a real hunger for the things of God. For the things of Jesus and what he was teaching. Then I asked myself, do I have that same kind of hunger for the things of God? Am I willing to go wherever I can to learn what I can? Do I have that same burning desire to be as close to Jesus as they had? I had to be honest with myself. Even though I love Jesus very much and with all my heart, I can't say that I always do what I should be doing. And Paul said it perfectly in Romans 7, verse 15. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do. I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. Paul understood this. But now what about you? Do you have the same, that same burning desire to be close to him? Do you do whatever it takes? I know some will take what Paul said here to say, See, we are just human. Paul even had the same issue, trying to justify what they do to be okay. Well, the big difference between people with that that attitude and Paul here is, Paul didn't want to sin against the one he loved so much, and it sincerely bothered him. He was frustrated with himself. And just because we are human, it doesn't give us a license to sin. There is no excuse. You know, also notice something else here. When they asked Jesus where he was staying, Jesus didn't turn him away. He didn't say, later I'm busy. And remember this, he will never turn those away who are truly seeking him. Matthew 6.33 says, But seek first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. 
Matthew 7, verse 7 says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. So he is never too busy. And there is nothing we can do to stop him from loving us and wanting the best for each and every one of us. As long as you are still breathing, it's never too late. I've said it before and I'll say it again. It's not a matter of if. It's when we fall. Are we willing to admit our wrongs? To take responsibility for them. To learn from them. And to grow. You know, it is not easy to be a Christian. And for those of us who are Christians, know that. But the benefits far outweigh anything we may go through. Let's continue reading. John 1, verses 40 through 42. Again, that's John 1, verses 40 through 42. Starting with verse 40. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. So next, Andrew brings his brother to where Jesus is. As I was reading this, something came to mind. How many of us know of Jesus, know of Jesus' whereabouts, but aren't saying anything? You know, we're too afraid of what people might say or think of us. Something to keep in mind. You know, Jesus offended many. And it wasn't because he didn't care. It was because he did care. It was because of his love for us. For me, I just try to think, maybe I may be the only one who comes across this person's life at that moment who will have the opportunity to point them to Jesus. I may, may never see them again. And I can't say that I always take the opportunities, but I try. Now let's look at the account where Jesus feeds the 5,000. Turn with me to John 6, verse 8 through 9. One of his disciples, Andrew, 
Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish. But what are they among so many? Andrew only focuses on the circumstances around him and forgets who he is dealing with. So Jesus takes the five barley loaves and the two fish and ends up feeding 5,000 with leftovers. That's Jesus. If I was Andrew, there would have, I would have wanted to kick myself. What was I thinking? I've kicked myself before. And something else to keep in mind. Miracles are not f for God's benefit. They are for ours. To show us the power of God. To remind us of whom we are dealing with. To teach us whatever we need to learn through it. And to build our faith and trust. And I am sure Andrew grew in trust and faith at this moment. So next, let's go to John 12, verses 20 to 22. Now there were certain Greeks among those who came up to worship at the feast. Then they came to Philip, who was with uh, Bethsaida, from Bethsaida of Galilee, and asked him, saying, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip came and told Andrew, and in turn, Andrew and Philip told Jesus. I know for me, I get so excited for those who want to know Jesus, who have a hunger. Knowing from this point, their lives will never be the same. To see their lives totally change for the good. Next, uh, Mark 13, 1 through 13. Starting with verse 1. Then as he went out of the temple... One of his disciples said to him, Teacher, see what manner of stones and what buildings are here. And Jesus answered and said to him, Do you see their great buildings? Not one stone shall be left upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James, John and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign when all these things will be fulfilled? You know, it doesn't say who it was, but one of the disciples tries to point out the massiveness of the buildings around him. In so many words, Jesus tells him it doesn't matter. Not one stone 
will be left standing. That's not enough for them. Peter, James, John, and Andrew want to know how they will know when this is happening. What will be the signs? Well, Jesus answers with the following, starting with verse 5. And Jesus answering them began to say, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and will deceive many. But when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be troubled, for such things must happen. But the end is not yet, for a nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be earthquakes in various places. And there will be famines and troubles. These are the beginnings of sorrows. But watch out for yourselves, for they will deliver you up to councils. And you will be beaten in the synagogues. You will be brought before rulers and kings for my sake. For my, main, um, for my sake. For a testimony to them. And the gospel must first be, be, be preached to all the nations. But when they, arrested you, when they arrest you and deliver you up, do not worry beforehand or premeditate what you will speak. But whatever is given you, in that hour speak that. For it is not you who, is, who speak, but the Holy Spirit. Now brother will betray brother to death, and a father his child. And children will rise up against parents and cause them to be put to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. Wow. Jesus gives his answer in a great detail. He tells them, all of which is going to happen. Jesus tells them not to be troubled. All this must happen, he says. And as long as you suffer in my name, you'll have nothing to worry about. You know, it doesn't say, but I wonder how Andrew felt here when Jesus said all of this. At this point, I wonder if Andrew experienced or learned enough about Jesus to know he had nothing to worry about. Well, according to what we know from church history and tradition, Andrew kept bringing people to Christ, even after Jesus' death. He never seemed to care about putting his own life at risk. It is believed that he was martyred by crucifixion in the city of Patras, and he was crucified around 70 AD. Given the fact that he was likely crucified there, he must have had, like many of other apostles, went well beyond Judea to bring the gospel into all the world as Jesus had commanded. 
Well, in closing, there is so much in here that we could take with us. For one, do we have the same kind of hunger for Jesus? Do we have that same kind of hunger to go wherever he would want you to go? To learn wherever you need to learn? Are we willing to go and do whatever it takes to draw closer to him? Are we keeping him to ourselves? Or are we pointing as many people to Jesus as possible? Also, as you can see all around us by what you see in the news and read in the papers, this world is falling apart. It's not getting any better. But as Jesus said to the four disciples in Mark 13, don't be troubled. For these things must happen. You know, it reminds me of a line in one of Casting Crown's newest songs. Just be held. The line is, your world's not falling apart. It's falling into place. That really stuck in my mind when I heard that song. Because we tend to look around us all the time and not remember what the Bible says. And this is all predicted already. That is going to happen. So it's all falling into place. And these things must happen. It just means the time is getting closer and co- closer and closer of Jesus' return. You know, more important, are you willing to do and to be all you can before he comes back? Or before you stand before God himself. Let's pray. You've been listening to To Every Generation from Calvary Chapel Crossfields. We're located at 15 Half Acre Road in Jamesburg, New Jersey. We meet for Bible study Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. and Sunday service begins at 10.30 a.m. On Sundays we have children's church for all ages in addition to infant and nursery care. You can find out more about the ministry here at Calvary Chapel Crossfields by going to cccrossfields.org. Thanks for listening, and may God bless you.